Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. I'm Mike Marilla. A Montgomery County school community discovers more racist graffiti. I'm Kate Ryan. Police in the Newport News area wrap up their investigation into last month's shooting of a first grade teacher by one of her students just six years old. Detroit dumps the caps in NHL action at Cap One Arena, and it's midnight. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by General Steele. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. President Vladimir Putin's announcement that Russia is suspending its participation in the only remaining U.S.-Russia arms control treaty is causing deep concern. BBC News Russia editor Steve Rosenberg in Moscow. Speaking to some military experts who said this is serious because this is the last remaining big nuclear arms deal between Russia and America. So if that completely unravels, You have the danger of a new arms race. Putin was already hinting that Russia may resume nuclear tests if America does so. It's a serious moment. More than 40 million Americans are in the path of a major winter storm. WCCO-TV reporter Jonah Kaplan is in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. If you have a chance to not tempt fate, this would be the time to not tempt fate. A warning shot not just from a veteran first responder, but a veteran Minnesotan the chief of the state police. A half inch of snow and 40 mile an hour wind means you can't go anywhere. So stay home, stay safe, stay warm. Goodbye Fat Tuesday, hello Ash Wednesday. Some two million people spent Fat Tuesday partying in the streets of Greater New Orleans at parades, block parties, and other events. It's fun. Family fun and beats. This is the first year for a full Mardi Gras since the COVID pandemic. Dave Cohen for CBS News, New Orleans. The city of Laguna Beach in Southern California is considering banning balloons. More from CBS's Steve Futterman. City officials say balloons, specifically foil balloons, are fire danger and often end up tangling with power lines. There is also the issue of pollution. Many balloons end up in the ocean. There are many chemicals and additives that are allowed in food in the U.S., but are banned and in Europe and other countries over health concerns. CBS's Ben Tracy reports on the effort to make food in the United States safer. There are more than 10,000 chemicals and additives allowed in food in the U.S., often in small amounts, but many have not been evaluated by the FDA in decades. The majority are safe, but some chemicals allowed here have been banned overseas after research has linked them to cancer and developmental or behavioral issues. Democrat Jennifer McClellan has defeated her Republican Republican opponent in a special election for a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. She'll be the first black woman to represent Virginia in Congress. The district has its population center in the capital, Richmond, and stretches south to the North Carolina border. Seat was occupied by a Democrat who died a few weeks after he was elected to a fourth term. This is CBS News. Business owners, General Steel can help save you thousands by owning your own custom-designed buildings. Call 888-98-STEEL or visit GeneralSteel.com. 12.03, Wednesday morning, February 22nd, 2023, 49 in the nation's capital. Clouds building down to the mid-30s and lower 40s overnight. Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford. Top local story we're following this hour. 
Campaign 2023 on WTOP and Virginia has its first ever black congresswoman. Democratic State Senator Jennifer McClellan won Tuesday's special election in Virginia's 4th Congressional District. That district anchored in Richmond, stretching southward to North Carolina. She will replace the late Representative Donald McEachin, who died in November. McClellan has represented parts of the Richmond area in the General Assembly since 2006. She defeated Republican Pastor Leon Benjamin in the Deep Blue District. Benjamin had twice unsuccessfully challenged McKaken for that seat. It's 12.04. Normally, people cringe at the idea of taxes going up, but some business owners in Alexandria are actually hoping for higher taxes. WTOP's Nick Ionelli with more. It would be a new tax of 10 cents per $100 of assessed value for commercial properties in Old Town Alexandria along King Street and the waterfront. The idea would be to use that money to host events and promote the businesses affected by the tax. Amy Rutherford owns two businesses that would fall within the boundaries. She supports the idea. A lot of people know about Old Town, but they don't know the details of Old Town. What types of businesses are there? Those are the things that we want people to learn. Organizers of the effort need petition signatures from 60% of the affected property owners. And so far, they're about a third of the way there. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. If you want to learn more about the idea, organizers are hosting public forums later today, Wednesday, in person and on Zoom. Find details about how to join in at WTOP.com. 12.05 now, and some decree programs in humanities, English, and theology could soon be axed at Marymount University in Arlington. And the news has some past and current students and faculty pretty upset. Around 10 degrees in programs are all on the chopping block ahead of a board of trustees vote on Friday. The Catholic University says low tuition numbers are behind the decision to slash its offerings. But director of the School of Humanities at Marymount, Arian Economos, is concerned. Humanities are crucial in the U.S., especially now that people have a chance to study history, to think critically to think ethically. A student-led protest is expected on Friday. The school says students already in the majors that are impacted will be able to finish, and coursework, particularly in humanities, will remain part of the school's core curriculum. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. The course offering cuts first reported by Arlington Now. It's 12.06. A Montgomery County school is again the target of hateful graffiti. This time it comes just after the school rallied to counteract recent incidents. On Monday, Westbrook Elementary School held a Chalk the Walk event where kids and parents decorated the walkway outside the Bethesda school with positive messages to unite against anti-Semitism. But by Tuesday morning at 8 a.m., Principal Karen Cox said a new set of graffiti was discovered. The letters KKK had been scrawled in two places. Cox told parents in a letter home the graffiti was scrubbed from the sidewalk and a police report was filed, but that a March 1st meeting has been scheduled for families This a month after a student reportedly made anti-Semitic remarks to staff and Nazi symbols were found in a school bathroom. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. In Newport News, police have finished their investigation into the classroom shooting of a teacher by a six-year-old student. The Washington Post reports they have sent their findings to the local prosecutor who will decide whether to file charges. Newport News Police Chief Steve Drew didn't share any of the findings or recommendations from his department when he announced that the investigation was complete. Drew previously said investigators were looking into charges against the first grader's mom, who police say owned the gun the boy brought to school. 25-year-old teacher Abby 
Louise Werner, seriously injured in the shooting at Rich Neck Elementary School. Her attorneys say she plans to sue the school system. Coming up, after traffic and weather, the forewoman of that Georgia grand jury investigating claims of election fraud spoke on Tuesday. More on what she said and didn't say. Just ahead, it's 12.07. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Bring your friends, family, and coworkers and meet at Walk MS Washington, D.C. on May 7th. Walk MS creates the space where people living with MS and those who care about them can gather to shine a spotlight on a disease that affects nearly 1 million people in the U.S. Together, we are stronger. Start or join a team today at walkms.org and help us to create a world free of MS. That's walkms.org to learn more about starting or joining a team today. It's 1208. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the A's. Good morning to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. Uh, good morning, Ian. Right now, traveling inbound on Route 50, John Anson Highway, approaching the exit for uh, Maryland 201 and DC 295. A broken down tractor trailer, which had been tying up traffic, they finally got it off of 50, and then they got it off the ramp uh, to go south on DC 295 and, and Maryland 201. There may still be some activity up on 201 over top of 50 on the right side, but Unclear if they have a lane block, just be careful getting by. Now in Virginia, 95 Northtown, heavy and slow into the work. Headed north of Route 3 across the Rappahannock to a point just beyond U.S. 17 Falmouth. Single file right through the work zone. Just as you come out of that work zone, there is a broken down tractor trailer just before Centerport Parkway near mile marker 135. And that is blocking the right lane, so be extra careful as you come out of that work zone. You want to slowly merge over to the left to get around that. Beyond that, nothing else in your way. Headed up towards Springfield, 95 South. As you approach and pass, exit 136 Centerport Parkway. Single file right, get you by the work there. And that occasionally has gotten very slow. Part of that may be that the work zone starts in the, in the main lanes and then splits off to the through lanes. And that's where it's kind of confusing, folks. So just be careful approaching. Looking for a safe used car? Fitzgerald Automall has hundreds of good cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, Fitzway used cars best. Is at fitzmall.com today. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer uncorks this forecast for Wednesday morning. Make sure you grab that jacket and the umbrella as you head out on our Wednesday morning. Much cooler conditions around there. Starting off with temperatures upper 30s to low 40s in the morning. Rebounding only into the upper 40s to low 50s. A very cool start. And with that, some shower activity likely most of the roads will be a little bit on the wet side, but I'm not expecting a lot of rain. The rain ends by around the noon hour, and we see a okay afternoon. Highs in the upper 40s to low 50s, but it's Thursday. Record warmth with a high near 80. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Hammerer. College Park has 50 degrees. It's 45 in Fairfax, 50 along the National Mall, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence, decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 12-11. The forewoman of that Georgia grand jury set up to review former President Trump's interference after the 2020 election says Mr. Trump and his allies could face a variety of charges. In interviews with both the New York Times and the Associated Press, 
forewoman Emily Kors is still keeping the veil over much of this after a few pages of that report were made public last week. National Security and Legal Affairs reporter for The Hill, Rebecca Beitch, joined us earlier to talk about the possibility of indictments. We haven't necessarily learned a ton more through her comments But for people who have been, you know, eagerly watching these investigations, you know, watching to see if there could be any indictments for President Trump or his allies, that seems to be what she's signaling. What is the most intriguing thing that you read uh, that Coors had to say? What struck me the most is I think she's she's basically letting people know. You know, it's it's likely going to be what you think it is, um, that you're not going to be shocked. That's one of the things you said. You're not going to be shocked. It's not rocket science. And also that it's not a short list. So I think to the degree that people have kind of been musing about, you know, who could be potentially wrapped up in this and whether there could be charges, she seems to be indicating that there certainly could be. And, you know, just a reminder, they've obviously heard from a lot of Trump allies throughout this investigation. And in terms of known targets, we know former Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani has been informed he's a target, along with 16 other Republicans who met to and and convened to kind of carry out this fake elector plot. And the few pages of the report shared publicly do show the jury determined there was no widespread fraud and encouraged prosecution of the witnesses. I've been hearing that one of the biggest deals here is that we're not talking about people that are, you know, in the Washington bubble or reporters or politicos, if you will. These are ordinary folks in Georgia, and they have made this determination. Do you also find that significant? I mean, it's just kind of, you know, one more brushstroke to a very large painting of just kind of this consistent pushback against this narrative pushed by Trump and some of his allies of, you know, and that they continue to spread that there was, you know, massive fraud underpinning the 2020 election. And you're just hearing over and over again from people that have examined the subject, whether it's the January 6th committee whether it's, you know, people who they spoke with that, you know, worked for the Trump campaign or whether it's this group of this, you know, people involved in this grand jury that there's just they're not able to substantiate that. They're not able to find anything that would indicate, you know, fraud that could have changed the outcome of the election. And I suppose it's difficult to tell, but it would be a huge deal, I believe, whether it is the former president himself who is among those indicted or not. And we just don't know at this point, do we? Yeah, that would obviously, that would be huge. But, you know, they never spoke to Trump throughout the course of this grand jury process, even though they spoke to 75 witnesses. And, you know, one of the things that Ms. Coors told reporters today was Trump was not a battle we picked to fight. Anything else that struck you or, you know, again, we're talking about limited material that we can go over again and again until we actually get some more information. Anything else (laughs) that you'd leave us with? Hmm, You know... She one of her one of her quotes to just kind of wrap everything up is she said, you know, I will tell you that if the judge releases the recommendations, it's not going to be some giant plot twist. So I think, you know, to the extent that people want to read the tea leaves of what we have already heard about this investigation, you know, she seems to be suggesting there are not going to be major surprises. But we'll have to see. The district attorney in Georgia has said that there could be charges for multiple defendants and that she would make those decisions imminently. So that might be our first glimpse. Rebecca Beitch is national security and legal affairs reporter for The Hill. Ahead on WTOP, the Maryland women continue their march toward March Madness. Rob Woodfork with that and more in sports next 1214. 
Marlowe Furniture's President's Day Savings Event has been held over through this weekend. You still have time to save 60% off Marlowe's huge furniture selection or get 72 months interest-free financing. Presidential deals, sofas, your choice, $5.99 and $6.99. Dining set, $6.99. Queen bed, $5.99. Reclining sofa, $8.99. Express delivery on thousands of items. Savings like these will end soon. Hurry, don't miss Marlowe's greatest President's Day Sale. Bring your style to life. Save 60% off at Marlowe Furniture with the area's largest showrooms under one roof since 1955. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 12-15 with Rob Woodfork. The Capitals are now losers of five in a row after a costly 3-1 defeat at the hands of the Detroit Red Wings that Coach Peter Laviolette says. Tonight, the guys had the right intentions. We can't get that lead, and you know, there's probably three or four things that we'd like to have back where a mistake was made. Just to, the rest of the game, was we, we pressed and we pushed, and especially in the third period, we couldn't put the puck in the net. So it's... Uh, it's frustrating for everybody. Adding injury to the insults, the already shorthanded Caps lost Anthony Mantha to an upper body injury in the second period. They'll try again to end this slide Thursday night against the Anaheim Ducks. The seventh-ranked Maryland women won their fifth in a row thanks to avenging their last loss. They cruised past number 6 Iowa 96-68 in a performance so complete it left Coach Brenda Free speechless on Big Ten Network. I am speechless. I mean, both ends of the floor. I thought uh, just a tremendous job to Defensively, being able to hold Caitlin below her average and Susano, they're so good. And offensively, I mean, the three ball was working. Uh, the depth from uh, Brene and Lav and uh, just a special, special win. The Terps made 14 of 26 from three-point range, including a 7 of 10 barrage during a 27 to 8 second quarter that keyed their program record fourth win of the season against the top 10 foe. On the day opening the NFL's two-week window to apply the franchise tag, Pro Football Talk reported the commander are virtually certain to tag Deron Payne, which would cost $18.9 million for the 2023 season if a long-term deal isn't reached before the July 15 deadline. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. It's 12-17. Seattle has become the first city in the United States to ban caste discrimination. The Seattle City Council has added caste to the city's anti-discrimination laws, becoming the first U.S. city to specifically ban caste discrimination. Calls to outlaw discrimination based on caste, a division of people based on birth or descent have grown louder among South Asian communities in the United States. Supporters argue it is needed because caste is not covered under existing civil rights protections. Groups opposing the measure say it will malign a community that is already the target of prejudice. The origins of the caste system in India can be traced back 3,000 years as a social hierarchy based on one's occupation and birth. The suffering of those who were at the bottom of the caste pyramid, known as Dalits, has continued. Caste discrimination has been prohibited in India since 1948, a year after the nation's independence from British rule. I'm Lisa Dwyer. Coming up after traffic and weather, top stories we're following for you this hour. A historic night in Virginia as Jennifer McClellan wins a special election to become the first black woman to represent the Commonwealth in the House. In a Warsaw speech Tuesday, President Biden promises the U.S. and its allies will continue to support Ukraine. The Supreme Court hears arguments in a case that could alter free speech rules on the Internet. Stay with WTOP for more on these top stories in just minutes. Traffic and weather on the 8s to Rich Hunter in the traffic center. All right, traveling in the district in northeast, a stretch of Montana Avenue closed each way between 14th Street northeast and Saratoga Avenue northeast. That as a result of a police investigation. So heavy police presence out there. They're redirecting folks each way as a result. Now, if you're traveling on the Beltway in Virginia on the inner loop, 
headed north of Arlington Boulevard towards 66. Two left lanes get you by the work zone, but the exits to both eastbound and westbound 66 are open. Then on the inner loop, as you head north of the toll road toward Georgetown Pike, two right lanes get you by the work there. At a loop, as you approach and pass Georgetown Pike, two right lanes pass the work zone. Uh, don't forget the Adeloop Express lanes are closed between the entrance just south of Georgetown Pike and I-66. But again, you can access uh, the Adeloop Express lanes anywhere south of 66. Uh, unfortunately, it did close the exit uh, uh, in the eastbound express lanes uh, where they were already working between the Vienna Metro and the Beltway. You're getting by single file to right, no access to the outer loop of the Beltway, or I should say no access to the inner loop of the Beltway, or... No access to the inner and loop express lanes. Those off-ramps are closed. And if you're in the main line of 66, the eastbound ramp to the inner loop also closed as part of a work zone. You're diverted to Route 7 as a result. There's also a work zone eastbound on the connector road on the ramp that takes you to eastbound 66. And there, you squeeze by single file to the right. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammer, the forecast. Storm Team 4 tracking a much cooler afternoon out there on our Wednesday and really starting off on a chilly note this morning, too. So watch out for a couple of showers uh, around parts of the area. Now, we will see rather wet roadways in many locations, but I'm not expecting a lot of rain. What we are going to see, though, is much cooler numbers. Temperatures rebounding only into the upper 40s to low 50s this afternoon when the rain comes to an end. And most of the afternoon will be dry. It's Thursday that we see the warmth really move our way. Plenty of sunshine, high temperatures in the mid to upper 70s to around 80 degrees. I'm going 81 in the city. That would be only the fourth time ever we've hit 80 in the month of February. Friday, high of 52 degrees, so cooler conditions again. And on Saturday, tracking a little storm system. Not going to be much, but it will bring much colder air. Highs only in the upper 30s to low 40s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. 42 in Rockville. Ashburn, 46 degrees. It's 43 in District Heights. Brought to you by New Look Home Design. Right now, save 50% on all roofing materials and labor. Coming up on WTOP, two very dismal earning forecasts drives the markets lower. 1221. Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about. But you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. This message is for Shauna, my mom who just finished her high school diploma. I wanted to say I'm so proud of you for finishing school. You told me it's never too late to achieve your dreams. I hope to make you as proud as you have made me. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. In Washington, breaking news happens every day. This just in from Arlington. So can you really afford to miss even a single day of WTOP? We're hearing about an incident in Bethesda. Everything you need, every time you listen. WTOP News. This is WTOP News. It's twelve twenty-two. Updating the trial of the men accused in the twenty eighteen death of Micaiah Wilson, the little girl shot and killed in Northeast DC as she got ice cream. Micaiah's older sister testified Tuesday in the trial of the six men accused in the crime. WTOP's Megan Clority with details. 
On the stand, Najee Lewis described to the judge and jury how she and her little sister, Makaya Wilson, spent July 16, 2018 at the pool before returning home to Clay Terrace Northeast and walking to the ice cream truck to get a snack. Then Lewis says she saw a car pull up and heard gunshots. The prosecutor's next question, where was Makaya, caused Lewis to break down, sobbing on the stand. Her mother and family members in the courtroom began crying and said, it's okay, baby. When she resumed, Lewis recalled that the sisters fell into their apartment and stood up, Micaiah holding her chest. Then the 10-year-old collapsed. She was shot through the heart and killed. The trial of six men is expected to take months. At D.C. Superior Court, Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. Loudoun County's public school spokesman wants his perjury trial moved out of Loudoun County. Loudoun now reports Wade Byard's attorneys made the argument, saying because Governor Glenn Youngkin has called county citizens victims of the alleged cover-up by school officials, that's a quote, residents are interested parties and therefore disqualified as jurors. Byard is accused of lying to the grand jury that investigated the school system's handling of two in-school sex assaults by the same student in 2021. Byard's been on leave since December. A hearing on his request to move the trial is set for Thursday. Twelve years ago, a 21-year-old pregnant mother disappeared from the Loudoun County apartment she shared with her boyfriend. Now that man has been sentenced for her murder. Last month, Ronald Rolden for the first time admitted he killed Bethany Decker. A detective testified Rolden told him the two had an argument in their living room. He pushed her. She fell and hit her head on the windowsill. Rolden put two fingers beneath her nose to see if she was breathing. He did not call 911. He said he was afraid first responders wouldn't believe his story. Decker's family described a warm, loving young mother. They wanted answers and agreed to the plea agreement that Rolden would serve 12 and a half years before being deported. In Leesburg, Neil Orgenstein, WTLP News. The Supreme Court heard arguments Tuesday in a major case over how free speech is handled on the Internet. Gonzalez versus Google surrounds the federal law known as Section 230. It protects platforms from lawsuits over content their algorithms recommended. The Gonzalez family sued Google, which owns YouTube, over the killing of their daughter by ISIS in Paris. This Money News at 25 and 55 on WTOP. Here's Dan Ronan. Wall Street had a rough Tuesday. The Dow lost 2% of its total value. The NASDAQ dropped 2.5%. Stocks started sliding at the opening bell, and the sell-off continued at one point near the end of the close of business. The Dow was down more than 700 points. All of this started as Home Depot missed Wall Street's expectations. It's the first time since 2019 that the Atlanta-based home improvement company has not made the number that investors were seeking. The company said as the pandemic ends, more consumers are spending on services like airline tickets and hotel rooms rather than going and buying things like lumber or appliances. Adding to Wall Street's concerns, the D.C.-based National Association of Realtors on Tuesday said that existing home sales dropped to their lowest level in more than 12 years in January. Dan Ronan, WTOP News. Asian markets broadly lower. The Hang Seng, though, is up slightly in Hong Kong. Just ahead on WTOP after traffic and weather, Jennifer McClellan wins a special election to succeed the late Donald McEachin in Congress, and it makes history in the process. 1226. What's one of your favorite memories? <laughs> That's a tough question. Um, well, there was this one time I went camping with my parents in a forest back when I was maybe like eight or nine. 
And um, I can remember one night we were laying out in our 